0: Okay, this one is more a mini-sode than a stoke short, because Sydney is my squirrel-brained fast-talking match, and I just love to get into it all with her. For those who missed our episodes last winter, a quick intro is in order. Sydney Williams is the author of Hiking My Feelings and the creator of the Blaze Your Own Trail to Self-Love programs, Hike and Heal Wilderness Wellness Retreats, podcaster, YouTuber, now an internet radio sensation. I definitely recommend you head back and listen to her origin story, so I've linked those episodes in the show notes. Today, we're previewing 2023 events and talking meadow metaphors, boundary building, and what all inquiring minds want to know, why we think Brene swims and AOC went hiking. I did my girl wrong by not getting this episode out before her debut on Voice America, but you've got plenty of time to make a date with yourself, to listen in from here on out, catch her show on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and be on the lookout over at hikingmyfeelings.org. Big things are coming, as you'll hear today. Sydney is hilarious and a fireball who delivers her wisdom and truth bombs at like 200 words a minute. So take your pod player off 1.5 speed, take a deep, cleansing breath. And hold on tight.
1: Shoot, you're on. I'm Sydney Williams. Hi, everybody. Host of Hike. We're not of-
0: we're not doing video.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you waved. <laughs> <laughs> and take two. Take two. <laughs> I'm Sydney Williams, author and founder of Hiking My Feelings. And we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. So I'm really excited to share with you about it. Some of the things that have happened this year, we did. This is the first year that hiking my feelings was able to host our programming in the way that we intended to back in 2020 before COVID wiped everything out. So like if we go back in time and try not to re-traumatize ourselves too much, like I was a weekend in my book tour, we had retreats planned, we had workshops planned, we were going to go through the U S and Canada and then COVID happened. And so the last two years, 2020 and 2021, We were figuring out how to pivot our in-person offerings to be available online in some capacity when the whole world was shut down. Um, The biggest result of that was our 12-week program, Blazer on Trail to Self-Love, and we hosted two classes of that this year, which was the intent in 2020, and now we're finally doing it. So we have the online, like, on-demand version available year-round, and then we host two live-facilitated versions of that program. Um, They're 12 weeks each. We did one in the spring. We just wrapped up our um, summer-fall cohort, and so that was probably the biggest ticket that came out of 2020 that and developing our wilderness wellness programs for joshua tree national park so to close out the year this year um we've got two retreats left in joshua tree i think there's one spot left for december 9th through 11th but november is definitely sold out um and so for these ones we're building on what we did in sequoia this year so going back to you and i'm jumping around a little bit but that's how i roll sometimes you got to go around the block to get next door right. um So we did the programs as intended. We did seven retreats this year, um, or we will have done seven retreats by the time we get done with the Joshua Tree ones this fall. So we started on Catalina Island in May, and then we jumped straight into Big Sur, and then we did Lake Tahoe, Sequoia, another Sequoia, and then we've got two in Joshua Tree this year. So the Joshua Tree stuff that happened in 2020, while it was extremely disappointing that we didn't get to go do things the way we intended for the book tour part of it, it did open up this avenue for us to develop a tracker programming for the Joshua Tree National Park Association and when we were putting that together i called it wilderness wellness which sounds like a mouthful at the time i was thinking we're going to open a retreat center it'll be a wilderness wellness center and wilderness wellness was like this thought that just kind of like kept pinging the back of my head and so it started with developing this tracker programming for Joshua Tree National Park Association and then we rolled that out into Sequoia National Park this year with even more like the ultimate grand vision. So like if there's a lesson that I can give the listeners, what is meant for you will always make its way to you. Timing? Not sure. How? Don't know. Who's going to help you get there? To be seen. But the dream that I had for our retreats back in 2018 when I was thinking about how I wanted to do things came to life this summer in Sequoia National Park. So we did Hike and Heal, which is like our retreat, that's what we call all of our retreats. But this was like Hike and Heal to the max so we matched our programming to a service project within sequoia national park so at a national park service level they have a program called volunteers in parks and that's how they find the bodies and the man hours to do these service projects that need support beyond the scientists and researchers that are working with the national park specifically so for us this summer We were doing meadow restorations. And the first retreat we did, we were cutting an invasive species of grass out of round meadow in Sequoia National Park. So what did we do? I'm like, I've been on this kick about inner wilderness and outer wilderness. I think we talked about that on the podcast I was on earlier this year. And I really took that to heart with what we're doing in Sequoia when we had the opportunity to support a service project. I was like, okay, well, if we're talking about invasive species why don't we equate that to what goes on in our bodies when we talk about invasive thoughts so we did our limiting beliefs workshop we talked about limiting beliefs where they come from how to reframe them some of the common categories that they tend to fall into and we all made a list and then we go into the meadow and we're cutting out these grasses and it's like everybody's just kind of like taking physical action to drive home the point of this workshop so we've got our list in our head and i'm like okay body image cutting it out all my issues okay imposter syndrome see you later okay do i actually know what i'm doing turns out nobody does we're all just figuring it out as we go okay cut out that doubt see ya and then this like quiet came over the meadow and i was like i think everybody's kind of gone through their like top of mind limiting beliefs let's heal america so i was like all right people here we go we're healing the united states snip snip racism why stop (laughs) here (laughs) wildflowers for all snip snip racism snip snip Freaking transphobia, snip snip, women's health issues. Like we were just like bringing all of the things that we had learned about ourselves. We were healing in this national park and now we got to help heal the lands that helped healed us. And the thing that I didn't know going into this was that the meadows in Sequoia National Park only make up 2% of the land mass that is now known as Sequoia Kings Canyon. However, those 2% of the land mass are responsible for feeding and contributing to the biodiversity of and the health of the other 98% of the park. So healthy meadow, healthy mind, happy wife, happy life. So like, how can we take what we know about limiting beliefs and then apply it to Invasive species. So it was just a really cool experience. It was like literally my dream come true because we're helping people find healing. We're giving them these tools to identify, like, why are these thoughts constantly going through my head? Where do they come from? I don't think I would talk to myself like this. Why do I do this? And then going and healing in that way, walking through the sequoias, feeling like the stories and the ancestry and the just thousands of years of things these trees have seen. Like you can physically feel it in your body. Like the wisdom is like, Thick in the giant forest. And then we go and we help heal the lands to help heal us. So it's giving back a little bit to these wild spaces in a way that works for the systems that we have in place today. Now, if I had my way about it, we'd all go back to indigenous land management practices because it worked for thousands of years before we came over here and thought we knew better. But in the systems that we have today, since I personally, as one person, cannot deconstruct all of the systems that exist, I'm working within the ones we got and trying to make a difference in that way. So That kind of started like wellness in the wilderness, like wilderness wellness programs at Joshua Tree funneled into like this conversation around what's happening in our bodies and what's happening outside and how can we learn from each other. And then I was doing a therapy program this summer. And after one of my sessions, I got this like cold email from Voice America. It's a internet talk radio service channel provider. Um, they've been doing this since before podcasting. They've been doing internet talk radio for the last like 23, 24 years. They kind of literally pioneered how this works. And this executive producer was like, hey, my research assistant sent me an email about hiking my feelings. I'd love to talk to you about the possibility of hosting your show on our network. Anything you want, you on the content, you do everything. And we, you've got me as your executive producer to support you. You've got an engineer on the interviews to make everything sound sassy. You can bring in sponsors and the sponsor revenue will help you make money. And I was like, is this a scam? Like this, this feels too good to be true. Like, how does this happen? Like we watch Disney movies about like princesses being rescued by Prince Charming and you're discovered and that's how fame happens. And like, this isn't like a fame play, but I was just like, this literally sounds too good to be true. So I got on the phone, turns out it's not. And so now they were like, okay, what do you want to talk about? I was like, I want to talk.
0: Meaning not untrue. Not untrue. You're like
1: real. It can be yes. This good. It was actually yeah, real. Like, there yeah.
0: But you're like, and I got the phone, and it turned out yeah. it was not. I'm like, oh no, it turns no, out no. It no, was no. not I know it's a true scam.
1: Yeah. It was totally awesome, <laughs> not a scam. So I was like, okay, well, they asked me like what I'd want to talk about, and thinking about the 67 episodes that we've done for our show, the Virtual Campfire, I was like, this is awesome. And also, I have said from the very beginning, like when I first thought of hiking my feelings, and I was doing my speaking tour with REI, like if they had ever given me the time of day to sit down and give them all of my ideas, which they did not, you know, they make billions of dollars. They couldn't afford to pay me a little listen to my ideas. But like the vision that I had, because I'm a very visual thinker was like the REI website, right? I was like hiking my feelings, biking my feelings, like this carousel of like all the outdoor activities that you can do that helps you find healing in nature. Like this was the big grand campaign I was going to like promote and pitch to REI. And if you take it, I You can't have it. It's mine. I'm doing it. So now, Wellness in the Wilderness is like zooming out from just hiking and backpacking specifically. That's what our organization does. I know that kind of healing intimately. But, like, what does skiing your feelings look like? What does kayaking your feelings look like for these people that, like, I I would love to, and chances are with a brand new show like Brene Brown. Turned us down gently. She just started her new podcast. So, like, she's kind of busy for the next year. But, like, my hope is that as this show grows, we'll get some of these higher profile people in society that do spend time outside. So, not like outdoor industry specific people where they've dedicated their life to being outdoors and facilitating those experiences for others, but like, how does Brene, for example, Go swimming in Lake Travis in Austin, and then come up with these incredible books that make us all feel so seen and heard and give us language to describe these feelings that we've been sitting with for our entire lives. How to, like, why did AOC go backpacking after the insurrection at the Capitol building? I know why, because people tried to kill her, and nature helps you, like, get through that. But, like, I want to hear these stories of how these iconic and influential people in our society today. Are finding their version of wellness in the wilderness, and how that helps them bring their best their best selves to life, love, and work. So the new show starts. Um, it airs on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern and you can watch it just like on the browser they're in the they're developing an app for it but right now you just go to the browser on your phone or on your computer or on your smart tv or whatever and you can just tune in live i can take colors like love line so if you have questions <laughs> i was
0: gonna ask you that i'm like so are you are you like the delilah of outdoors i, I love so. this. It's
1: like, yeah amazing and so
0: okay kelly clarkson needs to call in because you. you need to give her some advice on I, like she's on
1: my list of people that i've reached a out little to. wandering she does. yeah and she exactly. was hiking a lot during the pandemic when she was at her ranch in montana and i know why she's not doing that anymore because she's got her own show she's very busy Mm. and also like kelly if you're listening let's go outside and like talk about her feelings you need a little sisterhood. yeah she does like big time like from some normal people like it's all these famous people that surround you it's a lot like bring it back down right um so i love like while we're throwing it out there kelly clarkson i want you girl uh aoc brene oprah She like she posted a thing the other day about how she's literally hiking her butt off. And I was like, Oprah, like, I know you've hiked with outdoor afro, like come hike with Hiking My Feelings. Let's talk about your book, What Happens to You? And let's talk about how nature can facilitate those discussions in a really beautiful way. So the radio show is dope. That starts November 29th, um, depending on when this comes out, uh, if it's before then. We have a giveaway for like we've teamed up with our partners and sponsors. We have four thousand dollars worth of gear and experiences that we're giving away. And you can figure that out and go enter at hikingmyfeelings.org slash wellness. And if this airs after that, then you can go and see what you missed and get up to date on the show. Um so that nice. is coming up. As far as things for 2023. We've got four retreats on deck for Sequoia that we haven't opened registration for yet. So those are coming. Um, They liked it so much they wanted to do it twice as much. And we've got some like really big things that I can't quite announce yet for Hiking My Feelings. But let's just say all of my 2018 dreams are coming true and we're going to be spending a lot more time in the place that like really, really taught me about healing in nature
0: where, it, where started, it started, where it all started, yeah, where it all perhaps. started, like returning yes. to
1: the scene of the healing.
0: <laughs> <sighs> I know I'm like so intrigued because when we talked about that, that was like off the table and now you've been flipping, flipping tables. tables. All year, yeah. Friends.
1: So I, I think like, you know, 2022 has been for me personally, it's been a really difficult year and, and I don't know if difficult is the right word. It's been challenging it's been eye-opening it's been full of opportunities to learn lessons specifically around boundaries around my own personal time and I think that if there's anybody listening that's like oh my story of healing in nature or my story of my life might dovetail nicely into an offering or a business or some kind of community I'm not going to say don't do it but I am going to recommend a book that you read before you start and that's the book of boundaries by Melissa Urban This book recently came out. It came out like on my anniversary, I think. Yeah, because I read it on Catalina Island while we were hanging out. Um, It came out the week of my anniversary, sometime in October. And Melissa goes through, Melissa, if you don't know, is the co-founder of the Whole30 um, Nutrition Plan. She's an incredible writer and she gives like what she calls green, yellow, and red light scripts for a just wealth of different situations where you might need a boundary. So like if this is the first time you need to express this boundary, here's what you say for the green script. If you've said it, you've held it and people are still challenging you, here's your yellow. And if like people just straight up are disrespecting the boundary that you've established, here's your red script. And the reason that I recommend this book and the reason that I tie this all together with everything we've been doing for hiking my feelings is I started this whole thing without a business plan. Like I literally had this hiking and healing experience on Catalina Island. I got off the island. I reached out to the conservancy that led to the REI speaking tour, which ended up being the story that I tell in my book, which ended up informing all the programs that we wrote. We started a nonprofit after all of this. And the way that we went about it is the only way that I know how is just like sharing my story and the ups and downs and the challenges. And that's what people are here for. Like they like that. And that's good. And also... I didn't have, while we were building it, there is some part of me and some part of anything, anyone that's building anything, where you either don't know what boundaries you need or you don't know how to express them in a way that feels good to you. Because sharing such a deep, personal part of my story was a boundary for me in its own right. Like, I was telling my story that I kept to myself for over a decade. And... As a result of that, and as a result of being so accessible and being so open and facilitating the programs that we facilitate, there have been three or four different instances this year where somebody that we met through the program feels entitled to my time, entitled to my energy, entitled to my friendship, and or is confusing my role as a facilitator with friendship. And what I realized was, while I'm not a therapist... I've been clear about that from the beginning. No formal training, not licensed, no higher education and therapy. What we do is therapeutic. And though I'm not a licensed therapist with letters after my name, I realize I need to hold myself to those same standards because it's not appropriate. Even though I love, I love that my message has been conveyed clearly enough for people to know that it's okay to talk to me about hard things. The place to do that is not in line at a concert while waiting for a porta potty and so I had to I had to come up against like my own openness and my own desire to help and realize that by not articulating where and when these things are appropriate explicitly because like in the containers I create of course that's what we're here for but like in line at a concert waiting for food at a food truck like these are not the places to have these conversations because these are not the containers that I've created where safety is co-created I can't guarantee that the people surrounding us who are also waiting to take a dump before the concert won't go and tell everybody your story. I don't know that they're not recording it. I don't know that they're not going to go and use that information against you. And frankly, like I share my story in environments that I've created or environments where I feel like safety is being co-created and in public is not the place to do that. You wouldn't go up to your therapist and be like, oh, my God, Sue, (laughs) I missed our session this week, but we're here in line at this concert. Let's sit down and talk like that's not appropriate. And so it's been a really interesting ride for me because like I had to learn the difference between friends and program participants because some of these people were people that I thought I was friends with. Some of these people were people that thought that I was friends with them because I had helped them through stuff. And it's like it feels like to me, it feels icky to talk about because I feel like I sound like I'm more important than I am. But at the end of the day, like our emotional safety is so important. And the lessons that I've learned this year can be applied to people in business. It can be applied to our relationships with friends, acquaintances, colleagues, family. Like, all of this is so important. And so did I do my best? Yes, I did. Could I have done better if Melissa's book came out earlier? Yes, I would have. So in the context of, like, everything we've built and all of the lessons that I hope, like, aside from the programs and the tools that we teach, if hiking my feelings itself is an example of what is possible, that a mountaintop idea on a cloudy day could then go turn into a book, a retreat series, parks and national or programs in national parks, a radio show, the other things that are going on that I can't really talk about yet, but I'm so excited to share when we can, like it's proof that it's possible. And if there's anything in my personal experience that I've learned is like, yes, share your story, yes. Speak truth to power. Yes, don't be afraid to share the things that people, society, the media thinks that we need to keep to ourselves because when we talk about it, it makes people uncomfortable. Do all those things and also spend some time getting intentional with yourself about when and where is appropriate to do so. And you get to create the rules. Like, that's one of the things I learned too. Like, there's no guidebook for this. Like, we get to determine what is safe for us. And if other people can't respect that, then that's on them. And it's not my job to teach them how to respect that. I know where I stand and that's enough. And that's hard because I'm a people pleaser through and through. Like I want to make people happy. I don't want anybody to be hurt by what we do. I know. And it's hard. But like at the end of the day, I hope that even through my klutzy handling of some of these things where I didn't respond in the way that I would have if I was grounded. If I didn't respond, if I responded from a place of being like rested and well nourished and like well hydrated, if even through all of that, like we're all human, we're all doing the best we can with what we've got. And I will say again, and I, as I've said from the very beginning, like I don't view me and Barry or anybody that's affiliated with hiking my feelings as like being up here and looking down at the people that need healing. Like I do this work. And I create the programs that I create and I facilitate them so I can have the reminder of how to do this. Like, I don't have this nailed down 100%. I'm always iterating. I'm always evolving. And I think that that's part of a leadership conversation that we haven't really had in America and especially not as women in the circles that I run in that I would like to see more of because it's not easy creating these communities and being looked looked up to in this way when you don't see yourself as somebody up on a pedestal but people treat you that way it's a really weird disconnect that i'm 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 still yeah well it's funny yeah no
0: and and it's funny as you were talking because i'm like i it's it you probably don't even remember this i tried to kind of get at this when we talked because i could see this coming and you're like no 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 you know, everyone knows I'm not a therapist and I just tell them this and boom, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, you are hitting that you are getting very, very close to the tipping point where this is going to start to become an issue. And now it sounds like it probably yeah, did. Yeah, so, thanks, but you, but in your typical fashion, you're like, <laughs> I am, you know, I am going to like work through this and I'm going to then, you know, assess it and talk about it. And I, so I love that you're doing that. Cause I was thinking to myself, uh, I'm pretty sure at some point. And I actually had that in mind of like, you're going to be in the grocery store and then somebody's going to just go all yeah. over you with their stuff because they know you and you don't know them. Yeah. And they think, you know, and and they think they know you, but they don't know you yeah. either. Well, <laughs> and, and, so, and I had, and it's so delicate because you want to, you want to be helpful, is. but it's like, and,
1: okay, I got to step <laughs> back here. Wait a
0: minute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's hard because like, it's hard when it's like, Now I would say on the other side of a couple like trauma dump scenarios, I've got the line that feels good to me that, that doesn't feel like I'm dismissing what you want to say, but also like reminds you that this is not the time or place. Like I've got the language for that. One thing that kind of threw me off, I was just on tour um, with my friend's band and a woman in Cleveland came up to me and she showed me her, like her mantra band. And she was like, hi. And I was like, hey, cool bracelet." And she was like, I was in the spring class of Blazer on Trail. And I looked at her and I was like, I've never seen your face before. And she was like, my name's Ellen. And I was like, hi. And like, I was just so like, at one, I hadn't slept in two days because like we were on a bus. I was sleeping on top of a generator, like I sleeping on top of a generator. Like I ended up leaving the tour early for my mental health because like I completely physically and mentally shut down. But like this was like in the ramp up to the to the meltdown. And if I could do that again, if I was well rested, if I was fed, if I was hydrated, I would have been like, but like everyone's on zoom right? Well, and, she didn't, mean, and she didn't I, come. I look like the freaking wicked Witch well, of the West. And, Like I hope I don't look like this all the and time. In person. She didn't come to the weekly meeting. So like I went through and I looked at the roster and know. I was like, oh yes, you signed up. But like, I never saw you face to face on zoom. Yeah. So I was like, I was one, I was like in a, I was not in a hiking my feelings environment. I was approached by somebody who was really excited to see me that started with the bracelet. And I was like, yeah, we're a bracelet twins. Cool. And then she's like, I was in the program. And then I'm like, I've never seen, like, I literally cannot remember your face. This is like one, I feel terrible because I don't like not recognizing people. And then later after she left, I was like, oh yeah, she was in it. Like, so Ellen, if for some reason you hear this and you're listening, next time I see you, let's get a selfie. Let's talk about the program. Let's do all the things. Cause I like (laughs) that. that was one of the, that interaction and my inability to like recognize and turn around and turn on and like be Sydney was one of the first indicators that I needed to leave that tour because I was making, I couldn't make basic decisions. I was like making really dumb mistakes as far as like the tour stuff that I was supporting was going. And I couldn't even like recognize and appreciate and make a conversation with somebody that had invested their time into a program that I created like. That was one of my first indicators that I was like, oh, this is not working for me because if I can't show up and be my best self, literally nobody benefits. And so leaving that tour early and leaving like Barry and I both left, like there was no tour manager. There was no merch person. Like I know that I left the team in a really crappy position. And also, if you know, Sydney Williams, you know that leaving something before I'm done is my literal last solution. And it was the it was the only path that I could see out of that that was healthy for me because I didn't have time to rest, I didn't have time to hydrate, I didn't have time to feed myself, I didn't have time to do everything I need to do to manage all the awesome stuff that's happening for hiking my feelings and support this tour, and I was just like, the only thing I can think of is to leave.
0: Yes. Well, unless we all forget, you're also diabetic. Also, yeah. So <laughs> yeah there might be there might be an issue there like oh and we talked about the fact that your cortisol was like what was making it so spectacular in the first place so yeah
1: it was just a whole lot well
0: I'm glad you I'm glad you saved yourself and I think that Bong will do just fine
1: I think he's probably gonna be like way okay
0: I think he's all right and he'll welcome you back anytime yeah it's not like exactly it was like a good reminder (laughs) that you know the whole entire world will not shut down if you and Barry are not there to help
1: but oh my gosh
0: it will just be a little but harder think, but, and but like, you know i think
1: i used to like struggle with that because i'd be like oh you know surely the world's gonna end when i leave and i was like is that like am i that egotistical to think that things can't continue without me but it's not ego it is no, it is but my... all of
0: us will admit
1: that that we think well, that you know I think, I think,
0: you got kids you got friends and like I whatever. think it's, it's indicative like,
1: oh. of like how much i care Because I don't want that to be the result. I didn't leave with the hope that like, oh, well, I'm leaving now. I hope everything goes to shit for you. No, that's 100% not what I wanted. But there's this part of me that's just like, like, I, I just, I hope that everything's okay. But like, I can't even apologize for leaving because like, I'm not sorry that I'm doing what I need to do for my mental health. Like I am, I recognize the inconvenience. I recognize that I've left them in a, in a tough spot. And also I'm not going to apologize for doing what I need to do to maintain my health and sanity. And maybe I'll come around to that on the other side of some kind of insight from this. But like where I sit right now, I slept for two days after we got back. And I was like, sometimes you just got to go sleep for two days. And if that's not possible in the environment you're in, then you got to make the tough choice to leave and take good care of yourself. And I mean, like the show did go on. They're still on tour. They're crushing And that's all I want for them. That's why I joined the team in the first place because I wanted to help them succeed. And also, if I can't show up and do my best work, I'm literally helping nobody. Nobody wants to see Cranky Sydney in the merch booth. That's not a good look for your brand. Right.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. And I got to tell you, as you get older, you got to listen to that even more because... Once your hormones start effing with you, it's like up, down, all yeah. around. Like, just just listen to yourself and give yourself the rest you need. And then you'll be really energetic yeah. all the time. And then you can just go gangbusters. That's how it end, works. So. It's all good. All right, good. Well, this is like super exciting. And now that you gave me that little drop dead date, I will get it out. I was going to start dropping these a little bit after Thanksgiving. So um, I'll put you up there near the hey. front so that maybe somebody will win a giant prize. Hey, I hope so. Anything else? Are you doing anything at Joshua Tree? Um, yeah. So we have again? Joshua
1: Tree this fall, uh, November 25th through 27th is full. I think there's one spot left for November. or d-
0: No, but for next year, do you have anything on the calendar for 2023?
1: Oh, no. The, we usually yeah. start planning those in the spring. So um, as of right now, okay. we are. I feel like this conversation is right on time and also a little premature because I can't share all of the epic things we have going on. But for anybody listening, just stay tuned and be patient.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, and you know what? If something, if some late breaking thing happens in
1: December, we'll yes. just do okay, this again. Okay, fine. Thank you, Jennifer. Twist okay.
0: Arm. Twist my arm cuz it's so fun to always see I your know. face even though nobody else can Same. see it.
1: Same. Thank you for thank you for the opportunity to share and it's always good to catch up with you.